This show is for the sales leader who knows they have a pivotal role in driving outstanding sales results. Getting hired or promoted to manage a sales team is a big accomplishment, but you know you have to work hard to become a great sales leader. You are listening to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Here's your host, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders from around the world, Matt McDarvey. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Divine Comedy of Sales. This episode is all about why sales teams need clear expectations. I'm Matt McDarby, veteran seller, leader, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders all over the world. I'm really excited to have you listening to today's episode. Welcome to the Divine Comedy of Sales. As the title of this episode implies, why sales teams need clear expectations, there's a clear difference in the way that great sales leaders operate when it comes to setting clear expectations. And in a nutshell, they know why their teams need clear expectations, and they go to pretty great lengths to set those expectations. So that's really what we're going to talk about today. We'll talk about a few key principles and then a fallacy or two that we need to overcome with respect to expectations. So let's dive in. Now, the first idea behind why sales teams need clear expectations relates pretty much to everyone but absolutely new joiners, right? People who've never sold anywhere before. And it's the idea that success here is not the same as success elsewhere. You know, a funny thing that I've observed in mostly in average leaders is that they make assumptions about a lot of things, but one of them is that they assume that people know how to be successful sellers in a new environment as if sales is some magic or some dark art that we sellers practice where we sort of magically learn what's effective in a new environment without having anyone show us or tell us (laughs) that, that we've been successful elsewhere, which means we can somehow replicate that success without an understanding of the new environment, the problems we solve for customers, the tools we use, the processes, the barriers that exist to success in this environment, on and on and on. Sales is not like some dark art or magic that sellers perform. We don't show up in a new environment and figure out how to be successful without direction or clear expectations. What's required to be successful in one environment is not the same as what's required elsewhere. This is true even in environments where maybe I worked for competitor A, I left, now I'm going to work for competitor B. We could sell to the same customers, we could sell very similar solutions, but in this new environment, what's required to be successful is different to some extent from what's required to be successful or what was required in the last place that I worked. So again, another assumption that I see average sales leaders making is that simply because someone was successful in a competitive environment or an adjacent space, that they somehow have all the understanding that's required to hit the ground running, in air quotes, and be successful in a new environment. Great sales leaders know it doesn't work that way. It really does not work that way. Now, as is the case with average leaders, that there are sometimes differences that I boil down to average leaders just not going far enough, not putting in the work, or 
not doing the work of seeking full clarity. In this case, not seeking clarity on how to succeed here in this environment. And that lack of clarity on how to succeed here in this environment will slow or kill productivity, not only for new joiners, new, new members of the sales organization, but even for people who've been here for a while. So great leaders understand that, look, that we've got to go to some lengths to define what success looks like here. Even if we've got tenured salespeople who have experiences that are relevant, we cannot assume that the lessons that they've learned in other environments will apply here, right? So they, they do the work to really understand and get clear on what does success look like here? How do people need to do the job of selling here in this environment with our clients, with our solutions, with our tools? What does that look like? So that they can explain what good looks like in the clearest possible terms to people who are joining the organization or even to people who've been here for a while who haven't quite figured out how to achieve success. So I said at the top of this episode that great sales leaders know why sales teams need clear expectations. And another idea that's directly connected to that is it's about accountability. And I can, well, I can count because I can think of the organizations I've worked with over the years where the primary complaint, the lament of sales leaders or executive leaders is, boy, our people are just not accountable, right? We need accountability here. Great sales leaders know that if you want accountability, clear expectations are a must. Put another way, you cannot have an environment where accountability exists, where the expectations of sellers are unclear. What do I mean? Clear expectations comprise three key elements. Essentially, three questions are the answers to three questions. What, why, and how. What, what are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to achieve collectively as an organization or as a team? What do you need to achieve, Miss Seller, in your role? Why, why is that important? Why is that important to us collectively as an organization, as a team, why does this matter to you? Why is it important to you, Miss Seller, that we meet these expectations? And then finally, the third question, how? How do we need to go about the work to achieve those things, right? To achieve the what? So what, why, and how? And so when I say we need to have clear expectations, what I mean is we need to clearly answer those three key questions for the people in our organizations what, why, and how. And that does require some time and some thought. What I've found is, related to those three key questions, my experience has been that generally speaking, there are plenty of leaders out there who are good at defining the what, right? What are we trying to achieve? They can even establish or lay out a really inspiring vision Years ago, it was all about the big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG, right? Which I still, I kind of roll my eyes at. It's a silly acronym. But what, right? What are we trying to achieve? Let's lay out a really clear vision of what is strategically important to the business. What are those business outcomes that we're trying to achieve? So generally speaking, I find that most leaders are capable and put the work in 
to defining the what, the goals, what we're trying to achieve for the organization, for the team, and for individuals, and can explain that. So I think that's kind of the simplest of those three questions to answer. But next is why. Now, I think if we were looking at the general audience of everyone in sales leadership roles, I would say, you know, the, the very large majority of those leaders are pretty good at answering the what. The why question, fewer leaders, I think, are answering that question effectively today in my experience, right? So working with organizations from all over the world, different levels of maturity in different industries, what I found is that there are leaders who are thinking about the why. Why does it matter? Why is it important that we achieve this set of goals? Are they explaining that why? Are they having conversation with their teams about why, why these goals matter? Why these are the outcomes we must achieve? What I've found is the answer is not always, right? So there is an opportunity to do a better job of setting clear expectations just by doing a better job of answering that why question. Why does this matter? Sharing with your team the answer to that in the clearest, most explicit, measurable terms that you can offer them. Why is this important? And then finally, the third question I said was how. That's the third component. We've got to anticipate and answer that question. And ultimately, if we want accountability, we really need accountability around the how. It's not just good enough for people to understand the goals of the business and their individual targets and measurable objectives. They really need to understand the why behind it. But of course, the things that they need to be held accountable to, we need to define in the clearest possible terms when we answer that question, how? How do I expect you to go about the work? How do I expect you to plan your calls? How do I expect you to execute calls, follow up on calls? How do I expect you to pursue opportunities? How do I expect you to prioritize targets in your territory? On and on and on, right? And so when leaders complain, we lack accountability, the next question that I tend to ask them is, well, what do you expect of people? Accountable for what exactly? And when I hear silence in response to that question, which I do far too often, it's an indicator that, hang on a second, maybe these leaders or this particular leader hasn't done an effective job of establishing clear expectations with the team. Want accountability? Set clear expectations. What should people hold themselves accountable to? The how. And if you haven't defined the how clearly and you've left room for interpretation and or your people are unclear about how the work is to be done, then I submit that might be the root cause for why there is a lack of accountability on your sales team or in your organization or with specific individuals on your team. So great leaders understand that if they want this sort of working culture, this sort of team environment where people hold themselves accountable, then clear expectations must be established and leaders need to put in the work to make sure that they are. Driving great sales results is hard. Doing it consistently is even harder. There are so many obstacles that can prevent you from becoming the most effective sales leader you can be. 
Find practical advice you can apply right away by picking up your copy of Matt's book, The Divine Comedy of Sales, at www.divinecomedyofsales.com. So a third reason for why great sales leaders put in the work, right? They know that sales teams need clear expectations and they really work at it. They know that professional development, really effective professional development for the members of their teams, for their sellers or leaders, right? For dealing with leaders of leaders, that that professional development, the effectiveness of it depends on clear expectations. What I was just talking about earlier was the, that simple framework, what, why, and how. If we've defined what people need to achieve and why that's important, if we've done the work to clearly define and explain to our teams the how, how the work needs to be done, what is our selling process, right? on and on, what are the behaviors that are expected of you as an effective and contributing member of this team, once that's defined, then and only then is it possible to effectively frame the professional development needs of the people on that team. Now, obviously, development is about helping people to develop. Develop what? Develop the capabilities that they need to be successful. Develop the capabilities around the how, specifically, in this environment. How do you need to go about the work to be effective and successful here. If you've ever been in an environment where there's a lot of professional development, meaning training and coaching and practicing opportunity, and you've wondered, why are we working on this right now? It probably means you're working in an environment where maybe the connection between the development activities and the expectations that have been set for people around how the work is to be done, that, there's, that that connection hasn't been made. Great sales leaders know that they have to be overt. They've got to go out of their way to explain the connection between what we're doing from a professional development standpoint. Again, training, coaching, practicing, all of that. And more than just explaining the connection, that great leaders, whether on their own or working in partnership with learning and development folks or enablers in their organization, they know that they really have to prioritize learning and development activities that connect directly to expectations, especially the how. So they know that to ask people to put in time into practice, to getting coaching, to sitting in training, virtual or in-person training activities, great leaders put in the work to prioritize learning prioritize those professional development activities that most closely connect not only to our desired business outcome, the what, but to the how, to the way the job is to be done in this environment, right? So they understand the connection between development and the how. They prioritize and work with others, their partners in the business, enablement, sales training, operations, they prioritize development activities and tools that most closely connect to the what and the how. And finally, they go out of their way to help their people understand that connection, which is what I was driving at earlier, right? It's not only about identifying the professional development activities that are most closely 
related to the how, how the work needs to be done. But there's a communication strategy you can infer here. As a great leader, I've got to help my people understand the connection between expectations and the things we're practicing, the tools we're giving them, the processes we want them to learn, the skills we want them to sharpen. Because if we're not doing that, then what the heck is professional development all about? What's, you know, what's the point? If we've got people working on things that are not directly connected to the outcomes, the what, and the how. So that, in a nutshell, is how great sales leaders approach setting clear expectations. Like I've said, they know why sales teams need clear expectations. And because they know why, they put in the work to establish clear expectations. They know, and they go out of their way to help people to understand that you may have been successful elsewhere, even in another division of this business, but what got you success somewhere else may be different than what will help you to achieve success here. So they put in the work to help people understand what's required to be successful in this environment. Further, great sales leaders go to great lengths to set clear expectations because they know that if they want the sort of environment where people hold themselves accountable to meeting expectations, that those expectations must be established clearly from the get-go. And they put in the work, they answer those what, why, and how questions. And they listen for indications that their people are in fact clear. Do you understand? I've just shared some expectations with you. What questions do you have about what we're trying to achieve or why that's important or how you need to go about doing the work? Right? So it's not just a tell, a push. Here are my expectations. It's a dialogue. Do you understand what's expected of you? If not, that's okay. Let's ask me your questions. I simply want to make sure that you leave this conversation team or individual seller with crystal clarity about what's expected. Why? Because that's what I want you to hold yourself accountable to. And finally, great leaders, again, they go to greater lengths to ensure that professional development activities in whatever form they may take are directly connected to the expectations that they've established. Why? Because in order for sellers and managers to totally buy in and fully participate and engage effectively in those professional development activities, they have to understand the connection between those activities and what's expected of them in their roles. And that's why great leaders go to the lengths they do. So today we've explored yet another way in which sales leaders, great sales leaders, differentiate themselves from average ones. In our next episode, we're going to explore a little bit of a different area of sales leadership. And really the question we're going to investigate together is, how can I strengthen my executive presence? But we're going to look at it from the perspective of the other people in the room. If you're giving the big presentation or giving the motivational talk or uh, explaining a strategy to a team, a team of peers, or maybe it's your sales team, uh, or clients, how can you project the strongest possible executive presence? 
that's what that next episode will be all about. And if you've thought, you know, maybe that's that's an opportunity for me. I'm confident. This is not about a confidence thing, right? I'm confident in what I know. Uh, I'm confident in my capability. And let's face it, if you're in the sales profession, there's a good chance you've got a healthy ego. I do. Um, but when we're talking about executive presence, it's really about how do others receive us and how do we project to them the right things, right? So that they walk away from their experience with us thinking that's a leader. That's what that next episode is about. And I do hope you will join me for the next episode of The Divine Comedy of Sales. Until then, this is Matt McDarby, author and host of The Divine Comedy of Sales. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye for now.